And so I was really inspired by Sarah M, who we interviewed a year ago, to just not drink and see what it felt like. And let me tell you, it was amazing. All right, welcome back to the next episode of the Trail Running Women podcast and the first of 2023. This episode is a solo cast, and we are going to talk about some things I learned from the guests over the last year that have really helped my running that maybe were things I didn't realize I was learning in the moment. But you talk to enough women who have accomplished amazing things and they sort of just start to sink in and realizing now those things that I learned and how they actually did impact running and racing and things I wanted to do. Also just want to chat a bit about life in general and do a catch up. Um, People are always asking for kind of personal catch ups, things that have happened over the years and racing and get into some goals for 2023. And then also talk about the fact that I was really inspired by a guest at this time last year that I spoke to, Sarah, who had given up drinking for 30 days and I thought I would give it a try. And here I am one year later. So I'll talk about the impact that that has had on me and if I will continue. So first of all, Thanks so much for everybody who's reaching out on Instagram to give me guest ideas. We're actually going to add in more episodes this year because there's too many people to talk to. So we're going to do at least three a month uh, up from two. So that is an exciting thing. If you have ideas for guests or want to reach out, find me on Instagram at hillsport55. If you're new to us, there are so many episodes that no longer show up on any of the platforms because we have too many, but you can find them at Patreon. So go to Patreon and you can sign up to support the show uh, for as little as $2 a month and it will give you a backlog of all of the episodes so you can listen to the old ones. And then I put some other random stuff up there too, Uh, but mostly it's a place to have all of the show's episodes live on forever. So again, find me on Instagram at hillsport55 if you want to reach out or send messages. And if you really want to support the show, Leaving a rating and review is definitely the best thing you can do. You absolutely do not need to write a whole review. You can just hit the five-star button, whatever's easy for you. I beg of you, if you listen to the show, please at least do that. That is the best thing. Okay, so things over the last, well, few years that I really want to bring forward to 2023. Now, this first one is kind of general, so I'll try to explain it the best I can, but it's also weird because it's something I always thought I was good at. And that was sort of setting these big goals that are scary and then deciding that I can go after them. But what I realized talking to guests was that I definitely was putting mental limitations on myself without even really realizing it. So I would set a goal that was big, but always within the constraints of what that limitation I had set for myself was. And especially with road running, because that, as you guys know, is not super my strength. But we've had a lot of guests that have run pretty fast road marathons. And I sort of always had this time in my mind that I thought was super fast and that I probably wouldn't be able to do it. And if anybody else had run that, I kind of in my mind was like, okay, well, they're just better than me. Um, And that was basically just a BQ time. It was always right around that thinking like, okay, so that is really fast and I just don't, think that I could run that because, you know, in training, sometimes I try to hold that pace for 15K and it feels hard. Well, that's just so stupid because 
that's a random run, depending on how much fatigue you've got in there. And running a marathon takes specific work. So I can't give myself that limitation before I've even done the work and known what it is um, or what it, how it will impact my running. And so I talked to a few people who, for example, ran a 310 and got to the finish line and thought, I've got more than that, and then ran a 308 and then got to that and thought, I've got more than that, and then started going after a sub three. And this to me was so foreign these times and so fast that I just couldn't get my mind around how somebody would do that. But the more and more I heard our guests say, like, why not? Why if I am not consistent and putting in the work and improving my nutrition and improving my recovery and focusing on the details, why not? And... That really started to pique my interest. What can I accomplish in a road marathon? Now, road running is also hard and it takes experience. And these people, one of the other things I realized is that a lot of them are also saying, okay, so this is a span of seven years, 10 years, 10 marathons to really figure it out. And a a fast marathon is seconds per mile that you're trying to do better. And that has a huge impact on your finishing time. So it has to be perfect. So then the other part of it is that you can't fail and then decide, well, I can't do it. You fail and decide, okay, well, what do I need to tweak? Because I'm working for years at this perfect race. And road running has never been super exciting to me, but that idea is because ultra running is so much about how do you deal with the conditions of that day? And well, I mean, road marathon is too, but even more so in the trails where there's weather and mountains and heat and climbing and descending and weird stuff just this like really dialed in stuff. And so I've kind of found this balance of working on that in the winter and then in the summer going to really long aerobic trail stuff. And I am loving that. So the road marathon, I guess personally, the weird thing is if I went into a 50K, I would have like a couple of things that I know I want to do to run it fast that I would never mess with, including salt tabs. Uh, and certain types of nutrition. So I don't know why I just decided for the road marathon, I would do this completely different. Yeah. So I just total hindsight is 2020 just went, what was I doing? Like I was thinking about all of these other things that I wasn't used to thinking about and forgot about the basics. So I ended up with 315 and my goal was under 310. Um, and I mean, five or six minutes isn't actually that long to fix. I can go back over my training and think about like certain things I think that would have been beneficial, certain things for my feet that I needed to do, and then kind of cramping and timing my race better for um, how my body's doing, I guess. So, and a race that suits my strengths more. That's also something you can do in road running is look for a proper course. So I'm not disappointed. I'm just very excited to take that away and say, okay, well, this is the low hanging fruit and this is where I can improve upon and working with a coach who can then also see the things from their side and go towards that goal again. So that's my 2023 goal is a sub three, let's say a sub 308. That's my goal. I'm going to put it out here now. And I'm going to think about that at the 30K mark when I want to run off the side of the course and lay face down. 
that's the fun part. That's where you get to see what you're made of and search around for that other level. So that was what I thought was really cool from a mental side. One thing that has really become apparent, because I think when you get into altars, you get really excited about them. And I sometimes have to dial athletes back too. It's where you do a 50K and suddenly you love doing 30K on a Saturday and then you love signing up for another 50K and then the 50 mile. And it just snowballs so fast because there's something so exciting about the distance. But man, does it take away from your ability to live life as a human being. And I think training for road stuff in the winter, it blows my mind every time when I can keep my eyes open at 6 p.m. in the evening, when I have more patience for my husband and my three-year-old, when I can work better, when I'm suddenly very different and better at tennis and baseball and other sports that take coordination, and I can get faster. And that burn that you can get from really pushing at the pace because you're not carrying days and days of fatigue. And I obviously, that is healthy, (laughs) but it's so good for your fitness too, to mix it up and do these short things and work on these other kind of um, energy systems and to be able to work anaerobically and full out sprints and leg turnover. And that is super exciting. And then when it's over and you, the sun comes out and the days are long and you get to spend eight hours tootling along in the forest, it is another brush of fresh air. So, uh, I mean, I guess I'm big on seasons this year. So the other goal I want to do after my road marathon is a hundred miles, hard walk qualifier, either I am tough or wham, depending on how permits go. Sorry, I paused because my mom just sent me a text because it snowed here. Okay. So I know a lot of you guys are in the winter places but it's no near like two feet, which is so bananas. Global warming is a scary thing. And Andy decided to do like backflips into the snow last night. He's old uh, and definitely hurt his ankles, but he also set up a toboggan thing down our driveway straight into the garage with Baker and just put a headlamp on him. And it's pretty funny. And anyways, my mom just texted me saying she wants to show my grandma that. And my grandma next week turns 105. So that's pretty awesome. Happy birthday. So she will be 105 by the time this comes out. Okay, back to where I was at. Okay, yeah. So the one thing I learned last year that I think is really cool is if you want to do a big mountain race with a lot of climbing, and I I believe this is Tori's take and I've heard it on their podcast too. It's okay if you don't live around uh, a bunch of elevation and a bunch of climbing, you can totally just work on your fitness first and get that base of fitness done and then add your climbing in legs in later. And there's ways to hack that system. And I think, yes, you can choose a course that is, if you really want to go fast, that really suits what you can train on. But if you really have your eyes set on this beautiful Alpine race, don't let the fact that you can't find hills around you deter you. There's ways to figure it out. Will it be perfect? No. But do you get to run up in the most beautiful places? Yeah. So figuring out what it is you want to get out from that race. Um, anyways, I was really happy to find, I had a really, really climby 50K, two months, two months after the marathon, under two months, six weeks maybe. And um, how easy it was to alter to just going up because the fitness was there. The base was there. I just want to take a second to thank our newest sponsor, Ola Dance Earbuds. So these are open earbuds. So they give you no ear fatigue, which means that if you are wearing earbuds for more than two hours a day, 
These are for you. They're perfect for podcast listening, so you can listen to this podcast while you're out on your jog. And they fit secure and stay firm on your ears. They have 360 superior sound and a three times bigger dynamic driver. But again, the number one thing is that they're safe for runners, so you will not lose track of what's happening around you, but you still get to stay in the moment. They have up to 16 hours per charge. So that's a pretty cool thing because I have definitely been in the hardest part of my long run and my earbuds are done. So I'm so excited to have some that will last as long as we can in the trails that are comfortable and they don't cause hearing damage. And for people like my husband, it's very important that they are waterproof and sweatproof. So if you go to oladance.com backslash TRW, that's oladance, O-L-A, D-A-N-C-E dot com backslash T-R-W and use discount code T-R-W-20, you get 20% off. That's oladance.com backslash T-R-W, discount code T-R-W-20 for 20% off. So get a couple of pairs, get some for that friend that you missed, get some for yourself with that holiday money that you got and get out into the trails listening to your favorite stuff, staying motivated, but also staying safe. Our next sponsor today is AG1 from Athletic Greens. I first heard of AG1 from the Huberman podcast, and that guy is the top tier human being for health and wellness that I've ever heard, actually. So to know that he trusts the brand just makes me really feel good about what I'm taking every single day, and I have definitely noticed a difference. My family all suffers from gluten issues. My dad's fully celiac. And being able to take these probiotics and 75 vitamins and minerals every morning has improved my gut, has increased my energy. I want to knock on wood when I say this, but I we are January now and I've been taking this since August. So I have been around sick people and Baker has brought home illnesses from school that I have not got. And I think it's just because I am covering all of my basis with taking AG1 from Athletic Greens every morning. The best part is it's so easy to take. I just mix one scoop with water every morning and it actually tastes good. That is the key for me because I have tried powders before and I could not get over the taste and I just ended up failing and spending way too much money on products that sit in my shelf. But I actually look forward to taking to AG1 because it literally tastes good. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com backslash TRWP. That's athleticgreens.com backslash TRWP to check it out. I was really inspired by Sarah M, who we interviewed a year ago, to just not drink and see what it felt like. And let me tell you, it was amazing. And I thought it was really cool that she was taking, I think at the time she actually ended up going 90 days without any drinks. And she was a sub three marathoner and she was fit and smart and together and only drank occasionally and only drank socially and still felt this huge impact. And for me, I definitely wasn't drinking much. I did in university. I did, but that was a long time ago, but The anxiousness of how I would feel after I used to drink a lot never really went away. So even if I had one glass of wine, I would kind of feel the next day. Well, first of all, I'd wake up in the night like I didn't sleep perfect. Feel the next day this anxiousness like I could feel better if I hadn't done that. So I guess a sort of guilt, which is weird, but it's what was tied into having a glass of wine with my brain. And that's what I decided maybe wasn't worth it. 
And I thought listening to Sarah, it's worth a shot to just see what happens and just go 90 days. And the same kind of thing that she found where I felt so good that I just kept going. And it was challenging for the first month. And then it wasn't at all. It was like so stress-free because I never, I used to get future anxiety. Like, oh, if I have some drinks after that barbecue, am I going to feel gross in the morning and I'm supposed to meet this person really early? And the other thing with kids is you have to sometimes get up so early to get what you want to do personally done that I'd go, well, maybe I shouldn't go to the barbecue or maybe I won't have that many. I'll only have one drink, but then people are going to try to give me another one. And all these things that were kind of made up in my head, even though I knew once I got there, I could basically have one drink and go home. Like that was never a problem. It was feeling like I was going to get a hard time. And it just took up all this weird brain power that was not even real. But then I heard somebody say, you don't have to have a really huge amount of booze in your system and some sort of like terrible response to it to have a negative relationship with it. And I was like, oh, so it the quantity doesn't matter. The fact that it makes me anxious does matter. And I'm not an anxious person. I don't really get super anxious about other things, just about this. So taking it away and taking the choice away then became the easiest thing ever because it never crossed my mind. And so I never had to worry about it. And then I didn't. And that felt so good. And then you add in the physical effects of, say I was having a glass of wine twice a week. So two drinks a week. Is any doctor ever going to say that's a problem? No. But when your output is that of somebody who's training for ultras and running a lot and taking care of kids and doing all these other things and working, um, the couple of hours of sleep lost per week was a big deal. And that hour could just be quality or the like 3 a.m. wake up with heartbeat racing because of the sugar in the drink, all these other things. And then at the same time, and I think maybe this is like January stuff that just comes out, I'd heard this podcast or sorry, this commercial. Was it a commercial or was it a guest on a podcast? It was something random where they were talking about how much drinking is marketing. And that I didn't like because I don't like to feel like I'm doing things because of marketing, even though I know I am all the time, like buying random things at the till. Anyways, other story. And they said at some point it will be just as weird for somebody to order a glass of wine at dinner as it would be for them to light up a cigarette indoors right now. And I was like, whoa. And then the more you look into things, I sort of do think my generation and the one older than me is the big drinkers. And the generation after, the reason there's so many non-alcoholic beers and stuff now is because they're realizing that this is a little bit crazy um, to put this type of poison in your body. And all of these commercials talk about how being social and having fun and hanging out with your friends is about drinking. But when I'm craving those situations, I'm not craving alcohol. I'm craving laughing with my friends on a patio in that environment. So those were the types of thoughts that made me realize it wouldn't be that hard to quit. Like nothing was really going to change from that aspect. And I recognize I'm pretty extroverted and lucky that I don't need it to relax kind of thing. But 
all of the combo of those things made me just feel really curious. And then I feel like running started to, started to improve. My guts felt great. There was just really nothing that I got from drinking that I wanted to go back and do. So, I mean, now I'm in year two and I think I'll just keep going. Will it be forever? I don't know. But at this time, maybe while my kid's young, I just don't really feel like I need it. And I definitely think I had one of the happiest years of my life. And I think maybe that is in part of just taking away the stress or the worry of how this stupid thing was going to make me feel. And decision fatigue is definitely a thing. And when I'm tired from everything else and trying to figure out when to fit in runs and when to do all the things I need to get done, taking another decision away was really, really nice. Uh, And I guess that's also why I have a coach because the workouts and the running isn't what makes me tired. It's the decision of when to do the running and when to push and when to rest that I find particularly taxing, which is funny because I'm a coach and I love doing that for other people because objectively it's so easy to see, but there's something about self-coaching that is, I mean, it's doable and we can all run intuitively, but It's really fun not to worry about when you have to do anything and just tick a box every day. So that was huge for me. And then I can focus on the things like how to deal with my crazy three-year-old when he's sick. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think take going into 2023, I want to continue with the podcast and continue with coaching. I found that I've built a community here around running well, built, been accepted into, that really adds so much to my life. And I love how guests are connecting with each other and things like that. And I'm learning so much more about the sport in general, chatting with people. And yeah, this has just continued to be really fun and looking at new races and distances that I never thought possible and new speeds that I never thought possible and all the ways that the guests inspire me. Okay, guys, thanks again to everyone who's leaving ratings and reviews and finding me on Instagram. I love hearing from you guys. And cheers to another amazing year. Okay, if you want to set a goal for 2023 that you want to be public, and I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions, like silly ones, just what's your big goal that you want to go after? You want to make it public? Find my last Instagram post and comment it there. So it doesn't have to be on your own page. You don't have to make a big public thing. Just put it out to the universe. Hillsport 55 write out what you're going to do, what the race is going to be, and we will all accomplish our goals together. And if not, we'll probably learn a shit ton. So yeah, sweet. Keep on keeping on and have an amazing year.